Hi guys, happy Tuesday. This is a Cat on the Loose happy hour from Semila, my favorite little happy hour place in South Beach. And I'm thanking them for being kind enough and letting us do it here with a super special guest, two special guests, because <laughs> I'm here with Dylan and her adorable, cutest dog in the world, Carlito. It's his birthday. If you guys want to see how adorable his face is, you need to go to my Instagram and Dylan's Instagram and his Instagram. Yes. What's his Insta again, Dylan? It's Cartel Carlito. Carlito with a K. Cartel Carlito. He's just too... And I hope my dogs don't, don't hear me saying, but he is the cutest freaking dog in the world. <laughs> Thank you for doing this, Dylan. Of course. Thank you for having us. So, you know, we were talking... Uh, when we met a few days ago and just so my audience knows you and I met on the set of a TV show that we were filming together yeah it's a fabulous life yeah. of actresses <laughs> yeah and I remember when I met you I loved your energy and your smile and I thought you were just amazing and then when I saw you uh, coincidentally here at Semila and I realized how open you are about talking about your life and your stories I was like I think you're gonna be game to doing my podcast which is super organic and non-edited Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much. Um, most of the time, uh, and you listen to a few episodes, the episodes are light and silly and nothing serious. But I think as women and uh, women that have been abused, it's super important to talk about it because I know there are a lot of girls out there that have been through what we have been through. And they maybe are embarrassed uh, to talk about what happened to them or they don't know who to go to. And I think you're super brave for telling your story. And then I'll tell mine. So let's do this. <laughs> of course. So like, I feel like for abuse, right, there's different kinds of abuse. There's also like neglect. And abuse doesn't just have to be physical. Yeah. Although I think sometimes if like emotional, spiritual, psychological abuse is neglected, it can eventually become physical. I Absolutely. think it can eventually manifest itself physically. So that's sort of the, the story that happened here. Yeah. Um, so, let's start from the beginning. Okay, yeah, so be the story that. is you were dating some guy mm -hmm. and how long were you together? Um, in totality, like one year. Only one year. And so let's jump right into this specific episode. Um, how long were you with him when this happened? Like 10 or 11 months. We wow. Together, yeah. And it was the first time he was like physically aggressive towards you? No, there was, um, he was like an MMA fighter, right? Oh my so God. it definitely wasn't a fair fight. He has okay. like six inches on me oh, in shit. height. Um, so let's do the background. Okay, you met this guy. Yeah, give us a little background. Okay, so uh, I moved to Miami. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a job or any prospects of a job. I quit my job in Tampa. I was over Tampa. It's mm -hmm. like so boring there. It is. So, you know, <laughs> I did what a Sorry, Tampa. person would do. And quit my job and move somewhere where it costs, you know, way more, the cost of living. Um, and I believe I needed my, a, a family person to be a, a guarantor on my rent. And they're like, I'll only be a guarantor if you get a job in Miami. Uh -huh. So I'm scrambling. What do I do? What do I do? One of my sorority sisters from college was always putting on social media, like we're, we're hiring, whatever. So I decided to work for this recruiting company in downtown and was living in Coral Gables, which if you know anything about traffic in Miami is it's a nightmare. Yeah. So um, 
basically I was uh, doing that and you know one day I was you know going basically going to lunch interviews job mm-hmm. interviews at lunch and it was you know on the phone all day but you had to dress business professional and I'm in heels and you know taking off my heels to run on Northeast First Street downtown oh to get in there by 750 or whatever god awful time they wanted us to start so one day I uh, decided you know what this is it for me I'm done I, I can't do it I think I actually left I, and I went that day to like a lunch interview uh-huh. and the interview went really well and I told them hey I'm not feeling well whatever so I, I embellished I lied a little bit and I realized afterwards that I left my resumes on the printer <laughs> <laughs> so I quit my job didn't have a new job yet did what any rational person would, would do I went home grabbed the dog put on some like soccer slides instead of my heels and um Grabbed the, grabbed the dog and went to, to Marshall's, went to go shopping. <laughs> I'm so cute. <laughs> Quit my job, I'm fucked, and I go shopping. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah right? But so I would, do that. Right? So these little kids came up, you know, it's Miami, I'm Ablo, you know, I'm trying to learn, and these little kids come up, and it's like a whole language barrier, and they're asking me about Carlito, and, you know, El TNA, Cuatro Años, you know, I'm trying to learn whatever all nice, and you know, it's a bit of a used feeling. They come, they ask a million questions, they pet the dog, then they leave, right? So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and this really, there was this really handsome, well-dressed guy that I saw near the fitting rooms. Uh, okay. So you met him at Marshall's. Yes. All and right. he was, yeah. So he was going to go, he was like not going to hit on me. We'll probably have to cut this part. He yeah. was going to not hit on me. And I was like, and we were, had a nice conversation. Like it was flowing, you know? And he was like, I saw him going to the fitting rooms and I saw my dreams being crushed. And I'm like, oh, are you trying on shirts for work? And he's like, yes, actually I am. I'm like, oh, that's so crazy. I quit my job today. Like, what a small world. <laughs> and were you living with him? No, I was living um, in Coral Gables with a roommate. Okay. That went to University of Miami, which most of Coral Gables, it's uh-huh. like, you know, people from New yeah. Jersey that go to university. Super boring Coral Gables, sorry. Yeah. It's like a sea of yellow. So let's lights, jump but... the story a little bit. So you're dating this guy. He's an right. MMA fighter. They're super strong, da-da-da. And you said even from the be- in the beginning of relationship, he was kind of aggressive towards you or not not aggressive no he was a perfect gentleman okay. actually i would even say charming narcissist maybe yeah <laughs> um that's my therapist that i came up with okay but basically you know he was an artist he was drawing my picture we met like october 3rd or whatever and my birthday's the 23rd and for my birthday he made dinner plans with us to go out to this place this nice place in brickle i'd never heard of and draw he drew my facebook profile picture he wow. like drew a pencil sketch so he of it. was in like everything good in the beginning yes so how did this happen that it got to the point that you guys had a physical fight so he was like extremely jealous you know there was time when i was like trying to find a job mm-hmm. and then i have all of these friends in miami that can get me a job at the time uh, meanwhile like i ended up finding one on linkedin or whatever indeed mm-hmm. something right and um he was like a really good he was like a really supportive of me through that because part of the way I value myself is like having a job like that's yeah. how, you know that's how I which is sad yeah. but I think that's how it raised a little bit and so he was supportive through that you know and I remember um, this one time I went to a job interview right we had been dating maybe a month and we switched phones because we had like that trust right and his phone my phone was broken or his phone his phone was smashed and he was gonna like look at houses nearby, right? And I remember I joked about that in my job interview. I'm like, listen, babe, it's only the first interview, you know? <laughs> we don't need to find a house here yet. <laughs> um, and I looked and I remember this was my first interview. I was sitting in there and on his smashed phone, all these Facebook calls start coming from this girl. 
and all these messages and I can see through his cracked phone like oh. who is this girl you're talking to and it's like Facebook like who calls someone on Facebook right like no you, it's, right. it's yeah it's a different mental level when mm-hmm. you call somebody on Facebook so I'm like okay who is this girl you know what I'm thinking and I'm like looking at her right and my heart like sunk right and I went to the bathroom did I, you know who she was no I had no idea who she was okay. I went to the bathroom and I'm wearing my black dress my black blazer right and I look in the mirror feeling so sad and I wasn't wearing a bra. I had one like that was in the car, whatever I was supposed to put it on. I look, I'm not wearing mm-hmm. a bra, right? So I have this new new guy that I really like, that I really, you know, am falling for. And this girl's messages on his phone. And I'm not wearing a bra to this job interview that I'm probably underqualified for anyway. So I'm like, okay, whatever happens, I'm going to write a book about it. Um, long story short, it was like his ex-girlfriend. And they still had some like loose ends. Okay. And she kind of became like staple in the relationship. Like they had this weird poly thing and so like they would meet girls on tinder or something hook up with them whatever Uh and like she wasn't like fully i don't think she was like fully cool with it and i think this is part of the problem i think like she wasn't cool with it she did whatever it took in her opinion to like stay with him like oh yeah if he wants other girls like yeah i'd rather Uh, rather you do it in the house did Did he tell you that when he started dating you no no he never expressed any like and then you accepted it no i didn't i'm like fuck no who is this girl that's calling you first of all she's not even hot right you know like if Mm -hmm. she was super hot i would be a different story Well, if you're going to cheat, you better cheat somebody really hotter than me. <laughs> exactly. And then, like, how am I supposed to be mad at him for cheating? Because he was, like, cheating with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, long story short, he kind of kept it under wraps. You know, it's his ex. She's crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. You know. Um, there's three sides to every story. Yes, there is. But, okay, so you're dating this guy, and you really like him. And ca- let's go to this one episode that you told me, because that's the most important story, I yes, think. Definitely. You guys were fighting about somebody else or something, whatever it was. We were, like, breaking up, getting back together. Okay. He was an adulterer. He was a liar. Uh-huh. He worked in, as a leasing person for uh-huh. um, the university here, so it's constant influx of young women, yeah. you know. Um and they like the moms would want to take him to dinner or whatever uh-huh. and he's just kind of feeding off of it or we'd be out and people like girls would, like or we'd be at dinner and the waitress would kind of like hit on him you know what i mean uh-huh. so that was just kind of always like the thing and i just learned to be cool with it yeah yeah oh that's awful and then you one day you got tired of it and you guys were fighting yeah one day he like told me to come over because it's weird when you're in a relationship like that because like how do you properly grieve when you're in a relationship that's not yeah like you know it's not we're not together we're not not together yeah but like if my mom asks i don't oh talk my. to him <laughs> no i know i think we've all been there it's awful awful so he he comes over and you guys are trying to figure this out yeah so we were living together at the time oh, okay. my roommate was like crazy and we like got like she like physically fought with me it was weird because okay. like whatever so i moved in with him i'm like listen this isn't a good idea whatever he's like yes it is it's better than whatever you have i'm like okay fine so um I had recently moved to the beach. I recently found my own place and moved here to the beach. And I was, um, it was like around Halloween, which is my favorite holiday, right? Like five, the week after my birthday. And, um, you know, he wanted to do this thing, that thing or the other. You know, he's like a slut. Halloween's like the slut holiday. You know, yes. <laughs> you know I'm like a Scorpio. It's my holiday first. <laughs> 
there's no overlap there, by the way. <laughs> I freaking love Halloween, so it's a great excuse to dress like a slut. Right, exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> and so I think we were going to do something. We talked about what we were going to do. You know, he's very uh, hostile, very, you know, has some issues with himself uh-huh. for sure. Um, and I drove there one night because he... Uh, um, didn't drive. He got like a second felony DUI. Like, oh when dear we first lord! Yeah. Oopsie. Okay, so you got to his place and you guys are arguing. Get to his place, we're arguing. A lot was like said, right? Um, mostly just like physical violence, right? Like I have like a very silver tongue, you know. And he didn't like some of the things I said. He's like twice my size, so he like. I think I have brain damage from this. Actually, he like put his hands around my neck threw me up against the wall oh my god was on top of me at one point did that thing where like that you only see in the movies where somebody's like on top of you and like jumps into you with an elbow i can only imagine how scary must have been considering he was a fighter he must have been super strong yeah super strong apparently like your body's a weapon when you're a MMA fighter and he did it from a young age she was like not doing it anymore but so he jumped on you and he's holding your throat with his hand or and you're obviously trying to defend yourself yeah and it was not the first time it happened you know one Uh time his mom was over and we were fighting and she came in the bedroom he was like on top of me beating me up and i just like i kind of repressed that memory because i was just dumbfounded that she would walk in and do anything but like yell at her kid you know what i mean so, you know, it's something I said or something like that. Or I think his dad had just died and whatever. So, um, I think, like, this time wasn't necessarily worse physically than uh-huh. the other times. Oh, my but God. But it was, like, prolonged. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I would come into work with, like, bruises on me. And people would ask questions. And I'd say I was fighting or boxing or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, because... It's, it's a really lost feeling because it's like, okay, yes, we're fighting. Yes, I'm not happy. I would like to change things. But at the end of the day, like, that's still the person I love or at yeah. least loved. You think they're never going to do it again. Exactly. You think, oh, they love me and they're never going to hurt me again. Exactly. And then also you think, like, this is going to ostracize me. Like, if I tell everyone, yeah. my family, friends, yeah. like, hey, he hit me, yeah. they're all going to be like, okay, yeah. well, then fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm not talking to him yeah. anymore. So, but this night that, like, he's choking you, he's all over you, and he beat your face. Oh, yeah, he bit my face. He bit me in the face. Because I saw the picture. You showed it to me. You literally had a bite mark on your face. And you're, like, screaming or something, trying to get help. Yeah, yeah, we were screaming. It's, like, it was in his complex, Uh right, which is, like, a lot younger. Um, You know, there's holes in the walls there from the back walls and stuff. And so. so who called the police? Um, so this is actually what's crazy. So that night we were supposed to go out. We didn't go out. Ended up not doing anything. So you didn't leave. I didn't Despite leave. Despite the fact that you This is my biggest mistake. Yeah. Yeah. This is my hamartia. This is my tragic flaw, basically. Well, no. Listen, a lot of abuse victims, and I was one of them. Uh, we stay for a very long time until you gather the courage to leave so you know yeah and it's like it's like yeah. I, I, I fancy myself a rational thinker you know especially yeah, so when I'm we're intelligent down. women yes. we're intelligent brilliant gorgeous women <laughs> right and so now it's like what do I do like uh, drive in the middle of the night like yeah. with my like ratty hair my like dress that I was wearing he like yeah. ripped off of me <gasps> that was like a new dress I got all dolled up it was Halloween yeah. you know so it was yeah. like extra insult yeah. to injury so it's like okay what do I drive in the middle of the night all the way back 40 minutes to the oh beach my with my like hair all ratty like bruises yeah. on my body like 
my clothes all tattered just yeah. to go to sleep in my own bed? Yeah. Or am I going to stay here with a guilty schmuck that's so hopefully going to rub there. some article on me the yeah. next day, you know? Oh, my God. So you stay there. So I stayed there. And so what happened? Who called the police? Um, so the next morning, there was more arguing. Oh, my God. I uh, am not as strong, but one of my... Uh, core competencies is my the grenades you know launching some I launched some projectile object at him or something uh -huh. he eventually left he called his mom his mom called me she wanted to talk blah 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 I didn't I wasn't having it I'm very stubborn at times um, and you know he had been arrested I didn't know about for drugs in high school wow and you know for the two DUIs and whatever so he called his mom, whatever, and uh, basically he called his mom. Uh, she's, like, trying to call me, and I'm like, listen, I'm calling the police, right? I was the girl that cried wolf. I'm like, I'm calling the police. There's bruises all over my body. My hair's ripped. My dress is ripped. Like, this is complete bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so I didn't call the police. I gathered myself. I severe. I, I considered it. I called my mom, you know, whatever. Um, I didn't. I instead went to, what was that place called? Not Jamba Juice. One of those juice places, mm -hmm. Pervita, in the Whole Foods. I got a juice, told the guy at the juice counter what happened. And he's like, wow, I can't believe it. Like, not only is he, like, a guilty schmuck, but then he calls his mom to, like, bail him out of it all. Oh, my You know what God. I mean? That was the worst yeah, part. No, this like, guy's a here. douche all around. And she's, like, crying with me, like, please, But I want to get to the point okay, that so, somebody called the police. So he walked down to the police station with his oh, neighbor. Oh, he walked down. Oh. Who I imagine he was boning, this young woman. Oh, my um, God. Walked down to the police station with her. Um... And I had gotten my juice, I got the dog, packed up my things in my car, and just as I was pulling away, I saw two cop cars, like, coming in hot, right? And I thought, like, hmm, we were just screaming at each other not that long ago, like, you know? Mm -hmm. But I, then I was like, nah, whatever, right? And as I'm, like, pulling away, I'm out, like, three quarters out of the spot, I see him standing behind the police officer, behind their cars, with his neighbor, female neighbor. Um, like, pointing to me, pointing me up to them. Oh, my God, the, what a coward. What a freaking coward. So he went to the police station to say that you were hurting him, physically hurting him. Yes. So the police pulls you over, like, don't, don't let you leave. Right. So, and like, one thing that he did is he, like, he smashed my phone. He would always be smashing my phone, right? And, you know, the relationship was over. I had, like, a new doctor boyfriend that was, like, buying me new phones on the uh -huh. other end. You know what I mean? It wasn't a big deal. It was an inconvenience more than anything. But, like... This, there, this one said shiny smashed my phone in the toilet, right? And I'm, like, stranded in Coral Gables, you know? Uh -huh. I might as well be in, like, Timbuktu. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, nothing to do. I think he hid my keys or something. So I was actually falsely in prison. And, um, like, I was trying to get my phone out of his hand, Or I was trying to get his phone out of his hands because I was uh -huh. naked. Because he ripped my dress. He's filming me, right? And I oh my uh, God. opened this, like, drawer that uh -huh. had, like, the knives, the spatulas, everything in it. Oh. And I don't know why, but for some reason I grabbed this stack of, like, wooden chicken skewers to try and, like, get that extra uh -huh. six inches of height to get the phone yeah. out of his hands. Um, but I couldn't. Um, and I was, like, very irate in that video. I'm mad. He's mm -hmm. beating me. I'm bleeding. He's filming me. Yeah. You know, it was too but much. But this is so the crazy part that I think is, this is the them. part that really drives me out of my mind that I think everybody will agree. When the cops arrive, they see because you 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 had the bite mark on your face and you look yeah you look There's like you've been yeah you like look everything. like shit. Obviously you look like somebody beat you up. 
But they take you. They took you to jail. And yeah. what did the police say to you that they didn't take him and they took you? Honestly, I really pressed on them to get an answer to that. Yeah, because right. The, and the they, more you talk, the more they, they kept you, they threw you in the car, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, like a good cop, fat cop. You know, yeah. that's how it goes. They're both women. Um, they detained me in the back of the car, asked like a bunch of questions that are irrelevant, you know, as they tend to do. Yeah. Um, and then like I see his whole fucking family showed up, his whole family that was oh in Miami. I have no family here. And his in the uncle's meantime, coming, his aunts, his cousins. That he heard too. Yes, of course. And the cops ignored And you. I'm trying to shout. They're ignoring me. They're talking to him. He's with his uncle already writing, filling out a witness statement on my car. I'm screaming oh at him God. like, babe, it's not too late. You can fix this because I know how this goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, honestly, I didn't know how this this went until I know it happened to me a variation of the story which I've told you, but I think I'm shocked that when cops see a woman in that situation, instead of helping you, seeing what you need, you pro- obviously you needed emotional help, not only physical help. I mean, they're listening to this guy and and making you sit on the back seat of the car. That's the part that is like beyond me. Yeah. And the more you try to talk to the cops, they're just like, shut up, right? Yeah, I stopped being a human, you know? It's nothing. I'm like an animal cage in the back. And then yeah. I had my... And, but, and did they explain to you why they didn't arrest him for beating you up? No, they, I don't rem- recall being read my Miranda rights until I was in the holding cell, right? Wow. Um, and did they tell you why they were they taking you to jail? Why at any point in time. It took them three out, three to four hours to come up with a police report because I guess they called the defense attorney and see what charges they could bring up on me. So I think it took them three hours to come up with charges, uh-huh. which was aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. So they tried to say the chicken skewers were a deadly oh. weapon that I was trying to stab him with the chicken skewers. Oh my God. And the bite mark on your face and the bruises irrelevant. and everything was not irrelevant. While I was in the holding cells, there was some older cop. Um, you know, some Barney Fife of a cop taking pictures of me. I'm like, you documented because I see them with the digital camera, like documenting his injuries, yeah. right? I see him yeah. lift up his shirt. There's bite marks on his back. I don't know how you get upright bite marks on somebody's back, like upside down, unless you know you're having I, sex. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I wish. And you know, and th- those are all defensive wounds. You know, yeah. that are consistent with my story that he tried to strangle me. The, yeah. the main like wound that he had was was a bite mark on his chest, uh-huh. which is a defensive wound. You know, I tore through all three layers of flesh. I think I probably had like brain damage from that. I just remember, like, I can see it almost, like from a different point of view that's not me that's not him from like a different consciousness like him with his like elbows locked with my like head against the wall my god dylan and when they take you to i mean i've asked you that question and uh, when we were not recording but i i cannot even imagine how scary it must be to be sitting in a jail cell all alone hurt and like you said, you had no family here and everything. What were you thinking? Were you thinking like, oh my God, I got to get rid of this guy. I should have left. What were you thinking? I was thinking, so I, it was particularly interesting for me. I had to like use my least favorite friend to, to watch the dog because he's like the kind of thing that slips through police you custody. You about the dog. Yeah, yeah, and my ex's uncle didn't want to watch him, which normally would be like cool. They loved each other, you know? But um, I think that like, uh, I was watching them go through my entire hobo purse here. Oh my! Every God. item by item, right? Uh huh. Like the two cops that arrested me. Like uh-huh. on top of on top of everything, I'm watching them go through all of my yeah, worldly it's belongings. It's humiliating. Yeah. yeah. 
And I remember I saw my grandpa's like cross necklace, right? And he had died maybe like six months or a year before this. And I remember thinking like, where are you now, God? Like, where are you now, grandpa? You know what I mean? I remember thinking like, who's watching over me now? I remember feeling like so godless and so like helpless, you know? Yeah. And um, I was in there for like two or three hours. And that's kind of when you still have the hope that like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of this cell. Yeah. which, like, if it's domestic violence, they have to hold you for 24 hours at minimum, right? Uh-huh. And so he was like, oh, we're not dating. And I was like, no, we're not dating, but we dated in the past. And I guess in me stating that, they then made it domestic violence and I had to be there overnight. Oh, my God. So nobody's telling me anything. I don't. I still don't know why I've been arrested. I. Um, yeah, no, and to me, the, like, the crazy part is that they didn't arrest him. They see a woman beat up. And to me, that's... And they see his size. They see your size. You're tiny. You're very thin. And I think it's outrageous. I mean, I I don't even have a word for it. It's disgusting. And he went there with the neighbor, so I wonder if she's like a witness maybe or something like that. Oh, but she wasn't. But like you said, it was probably some girl he was banging and she just convinced him to do this against you. But uh, But nothing justifies the police conduct in this case, I think. Yeah, because I said that I was going to call the police and his mom was like, go, you need to go now. Because it's like an unspoken thing kind of here in America. They're like, whoever calls the police first wins. That's who gets to speak to the police. That's who gets to say. That's kind of how it works. And Uh, like, unless and until you're... Yeah, but it's not right. So me, as soon as I'm huffed and I'm in the back of a car, I'm yelling, right? So that shows me as like crazy or whatever, which corroborates his story. So it makes it like even worse for... Yeah. You know, so there's... Once you're cuffed... Note, guys, once you're cuffed, you're being detained. You're not necessarily under arrest. But of course, like a lot of people, most people freak out. You're like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Let me go. Yeah, exactly. He's the one that should be in cuffs. And maybe if I had acted differently, if I hadn't been yelling at him, and if I kept my mouth shut and I sat in the back of the car, then they would have started asking him questions. Who the hell would be cool and collected in a situation like that after going through the night that you went through? True. And whatever, whatever they... Whatever he told them was enough for them to come immediately with him. And then once you, you left jail, did, did you think that's it? Was that the, the turning point for you to get rid of this a-hole? Yes, definitely. Oh, thank God. Well, it, was, it wasn't even about going there. I feel like I could have gotten over that. It was about, like, the cost, the social cost, the yeah. financial cost. I had to spend a few thousand dollars on an attorney. Yeah. Um, like, basically, this whole part of my life was just, like, cut off right and it's like dead now uh actually my car was like parked illegally in his building and i remember that was something i was worried about like am i gonna get towed (laughs) you know um but yeah (laughs) but then you never saw this asshole again i never saw him again thank god Uh, he talked to my friends he sent them pictures you know my my friends in miami beach that he knew he would tell them like send them pictures and he never apologized to you nothing never reached out never apologized um never what a followed, coward yeah never followed through at all i had like some this is an interesting little loose end i had his social security card um and i think his passport and like some of his other like, was he american form. no he's born in cuba oh. and raised in mexico and then went to high school in america he's okay. like a different kind of monster <laughs> <laughs> So what'd you do with the social security and the passport? Well, so I, uh, 
I was like trying to do the right thing because I was really paranoid during that time because you can't talk to them for the first six weeks or whatever. So I'm like, okay, he's gonna like use this to screw me over worse, which I didn't realize at the time it can't get worse, right? Um, so I brought all of his things to my attorney's office. Great idea. So, and he was there for like two years and he recently brought it up and there was like this little pair of matching hoodies that we bought, like these unicorn hoodies to go to one of those brave <laughs> things. And I had mine and he had his at his place probably, so I packed, I made sure to pack mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I, I think we're laughing, but obviously it's a super serious story and it's a heartbreaking story because it does happen to women, to girls in this country all the freaking time. And I think police is insane for arresting a girl that has just been beat up. And I am not sure if there is anything that can be done about it. But I like putting the story out there because if more girls know that you're not alone, you know, this can happen to you, um, just keep calm. And But I think the ultimate message is if a guy hurts you once, one million percent sure they're going to do it again. Definitely. Right. And uh, we're going to take a super quick break and a, glass, and a sip of wine. <laughs> And we'll be right back. And this episode obviously goes in honor of the girl that was found dead, Gabby. What's her last name? I forgot. I'm gonna. Her her boyfriend just killed her in in the woods. Yeah. And and I just before we started the um, the podcast, I saw that they confirm it's her body, and it goes to show you could have ended up dead because violence only escalates. So as much as you went to jail and everything, and it's horrible you've been through. Thank God this coward, disgusting asshole didn't kill you. Yeah. Don't tell me his name because if you tell me his name I see on the street, I will kill him. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's so good. And also, I, I have a like little bit of advice is like, be supportive of your friends. Yes. Don't just say leave him and like think that you're done there. Like it's a lot no. all, all, all the time. It's more complicated than that. Oh my god. And if you yes. feel like you're going to complain to your friends and then ju- you know you're just venting to them and they're like leave him and then you complain again and they're like, "Oh, well I told you to leave him." It's like, but I have this whole yeah, life that's why I want to listen Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a super quick minute and a half break and I'll be right back with Dylan and Carlito. This is a heavy-duty cat on the loose, but it's a good one. You guys should see the smile on this girl's face. She's amazing. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) We had a a sip of wine. (laughs) This is a heavy subject. I mean, now we're laughing about it and everything, but I I have to say I'm insanely proud of you for, as a woman for saying it with, you know, so so much candor and, and, and being so honest about it, because I know it's tough, and it's very hard to find somebody who has the balls to tell the story. So I'm like a huge fan. <laughs> I already adored you before, now even more. So girls, if your boyfriend is being rude to you, verbally abusive, physically abusive, get the hell out. Don't wait, don't wait until you get in trouble. Don't think the police is going to be your best friend. Get the hell out. No man in the world is worth throwing you in jail, right? Now, let's change the subject and make this a little lighter. So, you are single again. You've yeah. been in Miami for, what, a few years, right? Since yeah. 2017. Did you go back into the dating scene after that? What do you think about the Miami dating scene? 
what a nightmare. Well, two nights oh. after this, it was Halloween on Lincoln Road, right? So I got, <laughs> got to see the whole circus. <laughs> it is a circus. Right, and they have those bliss parties in Miami Beach, those yes. sex parties. And- I was on Halloween on Lincoln Road, not last year because of COVID, right? They didn't have the year before. Yeah, it was chaos. Right? Yes. yes. It was amazing. And I dressed as, like, I didn't have an outfit, whatever, I, you know, I was busy. So I just, like, had some bunny ears or something and, a, like, a slutty outfit. I'm like, okay, I'm a bunny. And apparently that was, like, the year that Hugh Hefner died. So there was, like, oh. 15 Hugh Hefners, right? I got, like, three dates in one night. <laughs> okay, so you jumped back into the dating scene on Halloween. Yeah, I did. I mean, I'm like, not sure I, that's yeah. the best place to meet people, but, okay, Halloween's coming up. Right? It worked yeah. for you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was but, nice and thin. But the, why do you think you were nice and thin? Yeah, from like, well, I was there, I didn't eat anything. Like. For the record, she's super scrawny. We were just saying that during our break, she could be a supermodel if she wanted because she's insanely tall. I'm super short. How tall are you? 5'11". Yeah, I'm 5'5". Five five. <laughs> and she's like skinny, skinny, blonde, gorgeous. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> So, but you met these guys, and but you said the, the dating scene in Miami is, is tough. To me, is like that's why I started the podcast because it's a, a chaotic disaster. <laughs> it's tough. It's it's full of like, you know, old older guys, right? Yes. Some very few of them wealthy. Most of them pretending to be. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's all these young guys, and they're all angry because they can't get a date because all of the girls want the older wealthy guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's really what you have to met, you know, merge with. And then, like, the younger guys, even no matter how hot or tall or whatever they got going on, they always have a little bit of insecurity. Like, oh, why is she going on a date with me? You know what I mean? When she could be on a date with the Prince of Persia right now. Like, what's wrong with her, you know? So you have that all happening. And I feel like, I, like you know you're dating, like, a real geriatric, like, a really old person. When they ask about your hobbies. <laughs> What do you like to do in your downtime? So young lady, that's a neat top you're wearing. <laughs> what are some of your hobbies? <laughs> I know. And then you realize like, shit, I'm in my 20s. Like my yeah. hobbies are like dating and yeah. like go- going on the internet and messing with like tools. Selling, selling used shoes. <laughs> selling my used shoes oh, and socks. To- but what, what age group do you seek? <laughs> Uh, honestly, my best relationship was like 39. That's a good age group yeah. for you, yeah. So I feel like 20 years older than me or, or greater. So like, I, I actually think I have a friend that I can introduce you to. Really? Yes, oh I just God. thought maybe I'm going to play matchmaker. Okay. He's my secret cute guest. I've interviewed him a few times. You can listen to the episodes. And he's insanely handsome. He's originally, I can't say here, he's not from the United States, but he moved here. And he's super successful and super hot. So when I interview him, he talks a lot of bullshit. So he said, and he's super private. So he said, I don't want you to tell your listeners who I am. And all my girlfriends, all my listeners, like, who is this guy? (laughs) But he's super hot. And I think he's kind of on your age group. And the cool thing about him, he has money. He's very successful, but he's extremely on the down low, like super down to earth. Like, if he walks in here right now, you think, like, he's a beach bum, you know? Oh, really? And I love that. He's not, like, like you said, these old farts around Miami, like, showing off their cars and their wealth, which I kind of think is cheesy, you know? cheesy. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of guys in Miami, just to get a date or or better, get sex, they are flaunting their leased BMW and all this bullshit, and I think it's ridiculous. It is, and then it's like... 
at some point you become a target. Like us women become a target because it's totally. like I have a job, like I have my shit together. Yeah. Like and now I'm gonna attract one of these like young loser guys that like want like sugar mama. And that's like a thing. I mean I think it's like an ego step for them, but I think yeah. that like most guys are okay with that or something I've noticed with like my generation younger than me, like they these guys they want like a rich girl like i was reading adriana lima's uh, instagram comments on one of her photos and there's like this yeah. guy in, in pakistan and he's like i want to marry a rich girl I uh. and he's commenting on all of her photos and i think that that's actually something that happens guys want like a girl with a successful family so that it's not as much pressure for them to be successful yeah but that's horrible and i think just like i think it's a huge problem in miami a lot of girls want to go out to these guys just because they have money like you said you know many times they just want them to take them to a fancy restaurant to show off that i don't think they're in it for the right intentions and i think that's a huge problem in miami and for the guys it's mo- many times they just want to have quick sex yeah. it's just the dating scene here i don't know if it has happened to you but it has happened to me a million times when they meet me, when they meet most girls, they're like, oh, I want a date, I want a relationship, da-da-da. And then, actually, they really just want to have sex. They want to bang you. Oh, yeah, 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 always. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to marry you. Like, that was old yeah. the first time I heard it, 10 years ago. And they want to sell me on this dream, and that's something I've realized. It's like, I don't know, I haven't met the right person, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't really want to get married. You're too and, young. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, as soon as guys start bringing it up, I start, yeah. like, thinking long-term. If I'm dating them, they're yeah. like, oh, so marriage you know yeah and i don't think i don't know i feel like people are like especially my generation they think it's like an end-all be-all right and then it's also something that's off the table like oh i'm not gonna be a spinster you know <laughs> like age 27 like jane austen novel like you're like an old spinster right? yes and i don't i think there's something i think being unhappy is being worse like worse than being a spinster. oh my god i couldn't agree with you more and i i mean i don't know but i don't think you should rush at your age or any age for that matter even my age i've been married before blah 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 but i think it's a huge problem and a lot of guys complain about that that a lot of women are desperate to be in a relationship and they rush it and it's always a bad idea i think definitely yeah and like i think a lot of guys are like desperate to have sex <laughs> and they try and rush that and then they try and like yes our boundaries and like oh yes. just a little bit of this just a, and then all of a sudden they're like a cheap car salesman right like a used car salesman <laughs> like oh just a, that'll buff right out it's, you just take off your panties <laughs> I know they can't even bluff well they're like take you to dinner and okay now do you want to go back to my place like yeah no not just because you bought me dinner you're not gonna have me for dessert exactly <laughs> like I can buy myself dinner too like yes. you're being seen out with me like that is that I is know. valuable you know what I mean yes and like uh I I don't know I feel like it's a bunch of schmucks or like they have the game figured out or they don't have it figured out at all I know so what do you do like obviously you want to date we, we live in Miami I kind of gave up dating in Miami back in April it's the whole long story I don't know if I told you of my man diet I was dating a guy that I really liked really liked and after many dates I did have sex with him on the second date and a lot of my all my girlfriends think it's a horrible idea a horrible thing to do they think you should wait but anyway I went with my instinct and we were having this phenomenal date on his boat what am I gonna do like now I'm gonna go home no I, I we had fa- fabulous sex but anyways we had a bunch of dates and slowly he disappeared 
like slowly from Tegre and it was really hard I was really because I thought we really liked each other but anyway so after that I decided to do this man diet I'm like I'm done with these people in Miami now how about you do you just keep dating where do you meet people with this whole COVID chaos or, or do you meet people in bars are you are you socializing um, I, I use the apps I'm a big fan of oh, the apps yeah. you are a fan of the apps I'm a fan oh, of the apps oh my god I hate the apps but I hate the apps too I get it <laughs> I, there's so much volume on the apps right? which one is your favorite always Tinder Tinder's always yes? been my favorite yeah Dylan I gotta tell you you are the first woman ever that said Tinder is really? your favorite they all say Bumble 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 yeah everybody likes Hinge Bumble I'm not in for all this new like age Hinge. shit yeah. listen if I'm like a really old guy right and I have familial, <laughs> multi-generational money. And I'm like, what am I going to do in Miami? The first thing I'm going to do is download Tinder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to be in the right place at the right time. <laughs> so I love, you're so cute. So you like Tinder. Is it working out for you? Definitely not. There's a bunch of shocks on Tinder. Most of them are probably cheating on their wives. Um, <laughs> Lie. Oh, my God. They... You're too cute. You love Tinder, and it's definitely not working. Yeah, it's not the best. I don't know what the best is. I know there's, like, Fet Life if you want to find fetish people. Which there's one? It's called Fet Life. Oh, uh, maybe a little too much for me right now. <laughs> but there's something. Have you? Do you know what a Findom is? No. What is that? Okay, so Teach me. So I was looking about all the kinks, right? Because they always come up with new ones, right? You know, like every year. I know. I can't, ke- I can't keep up. There's like one Merriam-Webster new word and like 14 new kinks every year. You have a so, lot of free time, Dylan. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking up the kinks one day. And um, so I was dating this guy at the time. And I don't really know like what, what's freaky about him, right? And when I think about like dumping him, I think like... I'm not going to miss him making me breakfast, whatever, the Ferragamos. I think I'm really going to want, I'm going to miss, like, what does he do with other women? Like, what is he, what's his freaky, like, kinks? I never knew, you know what I mean? So one day I'm looking at all the kinks. I'm, like, trying to answer this questionnaire for him. And I stumbled upon this one kink that I wanted to know more ever since. It's called FinDom, which is a financial dominatrix. There's also a fin sub, right? Financial dominatrix. Right? So you just like pee on guys or like, you know, oh, it's not I really I would sexual. not want to do that. And then like they give you money or you tell them, oh, you're so pathetic and poor and they give you money. Whatever. The, the end I can't do that. Yes. Whatever, whatever they want. But it's How not do I find sexual. one of those? Exactly, right? <laughs> Trashing a guy and get paid for it. Exactly. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Right? <laughs> Is there a specific app for that? <laughs> Wait, where is it? I know, we should make an app for it. Yes. For these fine fin doms. Because I don't know, I think there's people that are into that. I want to find those people. I Reach think, out. I think this much I know, there are people into everything you can dream of. Yes. From the most simple to the craziest crap, there are all kinds of crazies on there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you said Tinder's not working for you. Tinder's not working, but it's all I got. You know, I mean, <laughs> I met this guy at the post office once. <laughs> he actually was like a captain, so he had like a bunch of yacht charters. We had that going for a while, but what's his name? His name's Alexander. No, no you. Oh, t- okay. No, because I have a friend who's a yacht captain here in uh, in uh, in Miami. No, that's not. That's I not thought it's name. like the perfect friend, right? I get to go on yachts he has all a day. Yacht, there's yeah. no, you know. But then yeah. it's weird because, like, let's say there's somebody cute on the yacht. Yeah. And then it's like he invited yeah. me. I know. You know, it's weird. Yeah. You don't so want to mix that. It's very short-lived. Yeah. And you're not um, 
you're not going to bar i mean very f- i'm not going to bars either a guy at a club. i mean for me it's like literally i go in heels and i have like a bird's eye view of everyone especially here in miami you know mm-hmm. what i mean in heels i'm six two so i go i look it takes me like 15 do you seconds, love super tall down. guys super tall guys yeah. love them hit me up i'm putting a basketball team together six five and taller <laughs> uh yeah i don't know how tall my friend is but i know he's a lot taller than me so i gotta check you out with heels and a dime <laughs> <laughs> she's like a supermodel tall thank you yes and then there's you like are. the short people that like like my mom's five three and my dad's six three you know what i mean uh-huh. So me and my brother are both 5'11", wow. which cow. sucks for him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, so girls get more genetics from their dad and boys get more from their mom. Oh. So to all you guys out there, all of you tall, young, strapping lads that like short women, just remember you're ruining you're ruining your sons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they love that you said that. <laughs> So you said Tinder is all that that you have left. You don't do any other, you don't do other. Uh, Hinge, people have been telling me to get Hinge. I tried, yeah, somebody told me download Hinge and I downloaded it and it lasted like less than a week on my phone because it was so freaking boring. And then I read somewhere that they match you based on your Facebook friends. Oh, and I'm okay. like, who the hell wants to be matched with Facebook friends or really, people related to your Facebook friends? And I just thought it was so cheesy. I don't know. And then he kept telling me I had to pay. Like every time you, you were gonna like someone, pay, pay, pay. And I refuse to pay oh, for yeah. dating apps. Shoot, I think I'm still paying for Tinder Plus. You now are? That you that. Do yeah. you think it makes like a difference if you pay? Definitely not. It just got me more swipes or it used to let you find hoes in different oh. area codes. Because my friend, the secret guy that I'm telling you about, he thinks if you pay, it makes all the difference. He tells me I only get trash because I refuse to pay. And he thinks if you pay, they're going to match you with better people for you. And But I'm just not going to pay for a dating app. I don't know. Yeah, no way. Then no way. I can't believe they make a woman pay. They used to have this glitch on Tinder, actually, where, like, nobody talks about this. But, you know, like, they used to have something called Tinder groups, like, four or five years, five or six years ago. Uh-huh. And, like, you could, uh, you could like, scroll through your Facebook friends list, right? Which you connect to Tinder through Facebook, which is, that's always, that's why I still have a Facebook. <laughs> um, so, like, you, you can go through your entire list of friends, right? And you can see who had a Tinder because you could, like, add them to your, like, group. Because I guess you could, like, group meet up. <laughs> oh I don't know God. if it's group sex or group go. <laughs> I don't know what the plan was there. It was very short-lived. Oh but you could God. add them. And so this way I found, like, okay, 500 of my 2,000 Facebook group friends. I can add them. But the other ones I have to invite. Which oh. means that I can tell who has Tinder from this. Oh, my God. I'm not sure that's a good idea. It's super not a good idea. They took it down. So your dating life is exciting, but not that great. It's not that great. One thing I feel like I always do is I have like a young, hot boyfriend, right? It's like there to, you know, <laughs> casual clean boyfriend. the pipes, like literally and metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all the pipes. Casual. Yeah, boyfriend. like a casual boyfriend, like probably always thinks that we're more than we are, but you know, they need to, yeah. right? You know, we, you, we, you know, do you want to know what we call this in Brazil? What? The friendly dick. The friendly dick, I love that. <laughs> I don't have one. I haven't had one in a few years, but it's always a good idea. Yeah, right? Or even yeah. like, but for me, like my friendly dicks kind of, they've always, they always would think that they're my boyfriends, whatever I like. Yeah, them. that's the problem. Yeah. They cannot, the friendly dick cannot fall in love. Yeah. Don't let them move in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because let's say you want to go out on a Friday night or something, or if you want to go out with your girlfriends, what are you going to do? It's so true. You know? And like, um, I feel like, 
sorry. <laughs> I had a brain <laughs> um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> We're talking about like, this is unscripted. <laughs> I, we didn't plan it at all. We're just like chit-chatting, chit-chatting about the world. I think Miami is the worst place in all of the United States for dating other than Las Vegas. I really do. I think it became like a, an extension of Las Vegas here. Definitely. If you want to just party, yeah, like you said, have quick sex, have fun. Oh my God, you can find sex in five minutes in this town. But if you actually want a boyfriend, a relationship, which is my case, I honestly, it's a horrible place. Because there might be serious people out there, but I have not met any. I think they just want to party around here. Yeah, you're definitely right. Or like, um, like for me, it's like there'll be like a young guy that you want to have sex with, and then there'll be like the older guy that's like a mentor type. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's great, but then there's like me in the middle. You know what I mean? I have somebody that I'm dating that's like stupid, right? Yeah. So like, like my my ex, the the horrible one, right? He's like oh an hourly God. like leasing manager. I'm like a salaried college graduate. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, that's awful. And after that, did he ever? His family? Did anybody ever try to reach out to you, apologize? Nothing. 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 And you never saw him again. Wow. I know, right? Talk about closure. Yeah. No, but thank God, because the sad thing is, a lot of women, if even after going what you went through, they still go back for more. So the great news, yeah, you went back, you went back, you went back, but the minute you went to jail, you were like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. Thank goodness. And there's also like this, like this other anger where it's like, Okay, I've lived here like this whole entire my whole entire life, right? I've you know I went through my teenage years here. I was a preteen here, you know what I mean? And like I've been through so much shit, right? And then he moved here like four years ago. He's gotten arrested like six years ago, whatever. He's gotten arrested like ten times since then. Oh my god! You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it's like my own. Like I had yeah. a clean. I was clean before yeah. him. You know what I mean? The, yeah, this is what I, yeah. That's a good point. If you get tangled up with somebody who is always in trouble, they're gonna drag you down with them. That's the horrible thing. So I think, obviously, we learn from experience. I think everything in life is a learning, learning point for us, and 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 it just makes you stronger. But looking backward, back. What I would say to girls in your situation or anybody, when you're gonna date somebody, think about the lifestyle they have. Think about how they behave, because if they are a troublemaker, like you said, the guy was arrested for DUI, the guy was arrested for this, the guy was arrested for that. It's very likely it's gonna happen again, and it will spill on you, right? Exactly. And just think about like you know, if there's like major crimes, right? And you and your boyfriend whatever are yeah. suspects what do they do the first thing is separate you yeah and i kind of thought about that i'm like i want a guy that's not going to be like lie in the depot to save his own ass you know and say oh, oh it was no, all her idea blah, blah, that blah. is honestly that's he's such a disgusting coward seriously to do that to a girl to go to the cops to see you getting arrested all scared i mean i have zero zero respect for he's not i'm not even gonna say a man he's a, a slime ball yeah, and it's true. I mean, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Right now, you know, a few years, I was, you know, a pretty fairly successful salesperson, as successful as you can be at sales. Now he's a promoter, and I'm a business owner. So I went more further yeah. on my path. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. No, anyway. obviously, you're super intelligent. You're brilliant. You're not going to let one horrible thing that happened to you ruin your life, and you deserve all the success in the world. I, I believe in karma. Do you? Definitely. 
And I also, but I feel like this kind of haunts me a little bit, and it's like a blemish yeah. on me forever. Like, okay, like you think you're gonna mess with me? Like, I'll show you, baby girl. Like, yeah. I'm gonna own you forever. And now, like, no. if I give a guy my phone number, that you can do a background check on someone's phone number nowadays. So Look, you can listen. Tell I know, but this is this is my opinion. Okay, this is what I would tell you as a friend. Uh, nobody's perfect. I have a million things happen to me. Like I always tell people up front, oh, I've been divorced, my husband died, da 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 da. If you're gonna like me, it, yeah, go for it. Google me, do whatever the hell you want. You're gonna like me and you're gonna listen to my story, you're gonna listen to me. So I, honestly, I'm telling you with all my heart, I don't think you should be ashamed of what happened because you didn't do anything wrong. On the contrary, when you show me your picture and your the bite mark on your face and you're all disheveled, obviously you're freaking out, super scared. And like you said, if the guy is, that is dating you wants to do a background check on you, I think you should be proud of it. Say, yeah, go for it. And by the way, yes, I have been a victim of abuse. I, I was arrested. And if you like me and you want to hear the story, I'll be happy to tell you. And I learned the hard way. If somebody likes you, they will sit down and listen to your story before they judge you. And if somebody judges you before they listen, you know what? They were not the person for you. It's so true. That's how I feel. I'm not embarrassed of anything I ever did in my life. I never committed any crimes. And I owe my story. I own everything I've done, everything that happened to me. And you need to do the same. And I think any guy that will love you and respect you, they're going to say, like we're doing now. They say, oh my God, Dylan, what happened to you? You know, they are going to want to listen from you. So I don't think you should. Of course, it, it's traumatizing. I understand that part. I cannot only imagine how you feel. And like you said, oh, it's a blemish on my, on my record. Yes, it's super annoying. But you're so young, you know, a few years from now, it's not going to mean anything. But don't let that scare you from, you know, because I think you're going to meet the right people that are going to respect you and, and understand what happened. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. <laughs> and I came back to my apartment and I remember thinking, like, he never... He never would have done this for himself. You know, I have a place to come back to that's only mine. There's no yeah. roommate. There's no yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And, like, not only would he have never have been able, like, capable of, bull of doing this for himself and not because of the excuses that he makes about being an immigrant or whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, actually. Every loser like, makes excuses. Right? Every loser makes excuses. And that was, it was almost like he was jealous of me. Like, he wanted sure. me to be brought down. Oh, you're. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, oh, you're this. <laughs> we are doing li my podcast live from Semila Happy Hour, and she was kind enough to ask if we want another glass of wine. It's totally okay. It's an organic podcast, non edited. <laughs> well, are we going to have another glass of wine? Yes, sure. We'll have another glass Thank of wine. You. I'm having rosaceous, having red. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's totally okay. <laughs> my viewers know that my podcast is like, life is happening. <laughs> Yeah, no, thank you for being so sweet. Oh my God, we have to do this again. Right, definitely. This was so much fun. So finalizing the subject of dating, you're just out yeah. there. Yeah, and basically I did like all of this despite him. You know what I mean? I got Super proud of, of you. Together despite him. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I think um, we should be more supportive about each other. We should be more supportive about our yes. friends. Yes, um, I love that you said that. That's a whole other episode that we got to do about mean bitches. I can't stand girls that don't support each other. Right? I did a whole episode about that a little while ago because my best friend and other close friends hurt me so much for so long, not being supportive. I finally decided to call it out. And I agree with you. I think it's awful. Like we go through enough. So when you see a friend like 
going through this shit, just stand by her side. Hello. Right? Hello, exactly. It's you not know, that what hard. Is wrong with women, some girls. Yeah. You know? I you know, the sad part is some women see like other girls as competition. And I always think, like, if we unite, if we're each other's friends, everybody's in a better place. And, yeah, we should we should do a whole episode on jealousy yes. because I remember I yes. went to college and I didn't understand jealousy. I didn't know about it. I didn't really. And my mom didn't either. And she suffered. I watched her suffer my whole entire childhood because all the other moms were mean to her, right? Yeah. And she didn't, never knew why. And she took it to heart. And she was like, oh, it's my fault. It's because I'm from Ohio, whatever. Uh. It's because she was the hottest one and the smartest, yeah, the yeah. most brilliant, yeah, the best smile. Yeah. And this is why everybody was so yeah. fucking mean to her. Yeah. And instead of saying, oh, wow, they must be jealous. She said, oh, wow, there must be something wrong with me. Like literally all these women are all oh, ganging up on yeah. me, all being bitches. Yeah, that's why I use this term. Remember that movie, The Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan? That was one girl that, and that, yeah. So I, that's why I say it's mean girls behavior, but we're adults. And I'm sure it happens to you the same thing that you're saying happened to your mom because you are gorgeous. There is no denying that. <laughs> and you guys are going to see her Instagram. But you are brilliant. You are like super intelligent. So you're not like just a dumb Barbie. So you have the whole package. And as sad as it is, so do I. <laughs> That's why we like each other. But as sad as it is, some girls, instead of thinking, wow, let's add forces, let's create together, let's make money together, let's support each other's business, they become this mean bitch and like they're jealous and, ru- and they, they just have this rude, horrible behavior towards certain girls. And every time we don't stick a hand out or an olive branch out to help somebody, we're perpetuating that, right? Amen. Because they're like, oh, well, nobody helped me, so why would I help people, right? And then you create a whole other generation of people that don't want to tag you in the photo. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That is just like such a no-no. I am telling you, I am super loyal. I'm loyal to death, to my friends. And I despise people that are not. I think it's like the top thing that I don't like on people is like lack of loyalty. And like you said, it's easy. And that's another Miami thing. I call it champagne friends. You know, when you're having a great time, when everything is fine, you have these friends around drinking champagne. But the question is when you're not drinking champagne, when you need someone, when you're like going through a horrible breakup. I mean, God forbid, when you're being abused by your boyfriend, when your husband dies, when something horrible happens to you, where are these people? You know, that's when you need a friend. Because to have a drink, yeah, in Miami, like I said, you go down the apartment, you can get sex, you can get a drink, whatever the hell you want. But the question is, like, when you're down and out, like you said, you don't want a girl to say, I told you so, you should have down to him. Yeah, why are you still dating him? We talked about that. Thanks a lot, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad I got dressed up to here. I told you so. (laughs) I know, some more girl power. I hope you come back and then we'll do... A whole other episode about this behavior, this mean girl. But I know for sure you're going to meet a prince that will love and adore you. I mean, you're going to meet a line of princes. Because <laughs> you're absolutely adorable. And you're so strong. And I thank you so much for sharing your story. Because as much as we're like making light of it and laughing, I know it's not easy. Thank you, love. Yeah, maybe we can do an episode about how like we're us by kicking ass we're kind of breeding a whole generation of pussies because it's like oh <laughs> let the woman do it like it's fine you know what i mean no, it's like yeah. their time you know what i mean and i think that's kind of like what happened like it's a generation of like going after the prince charming yeah instead of him going to all of the land to find the princess with the glass slipper it's like oh um 
He didn't text me back. Maybe I should double or triple text him. Maybe I should call him. Maybe oh, I should FaceTime him. I know. I can't know? take these games. It annoys yeah. the crap out of me. I don't play these games. I hate it. They play games like without yeah. even knowing it. Yeah. So they say, oh, we're not sure. playing games, but they... They do. Yeah. I think they know it. I don't know. Dylan, I hope you come back for another one. Thank you. <laughs> it went by so fast. And can, can I tell them your Instagram? Sure, of course. It's Billion Dylan, which I love. <laughs> and Carlito Cartel, who is here, so sweet. Oh, I'm going to go uh, pick up Bello upstairs so we can celebrate Carlito's birthday. This was such a fun cat on the loose. And I know I'm going to get dozens of messages about you. So I hope I'm going to get Dylan back really, really soon so we can talk some more because she's so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for Cheers. You're fabulous. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.